911, what is your emergency? Uh, this is the National Corbett Museum. Yes, ma'am. Uh, the Sky Dome is full of smoke. I need fire out of here. Okay. Do you see any flames or anything? Or No. Uh, the, the floor has collapsed in the back area. Okay. Do you, and you don't see any flames? You just smell fire? Uh, it's just full of smoke. Is there anybody else in the building but you? Yes. There's one maintenance man here. Okay. Can you guys try to get out just to make sure everybody's safe? All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura. A celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to cave country, Bowling Green, Kentucky, home to the National Corvette Museum and the National Corvette Museum sinkhole. The Corvette Museum's collection includes some of the world's most incredible, iconic automobiles, and on February 12th, 2014, in an instant, eight were swallowed into the earth. More after this. They call her Corvette, and she belongs to the highway just for the Sheer and simple joy of driving for the open road and the country byway. For Mr. and Mrs. America in a carefree mood. I'm not much of a car person, but even I know that a Corvette is a classic American car. It's one of those things, that the name, the image, it just captures a certain vibe, an icon of American nostalgia, of American coolness. And since 1981, Every single Corvette has been made in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is why the Corvette Museum is there. And safe to say, it's a major source of pride for the relatively small city. They've got the Blue Devil. There's the 40th anniversary model. There's the 1962 Black Corvette. Even if you're not a car person, and I'm definitely not, even so, these things are still kind of amazing to look at, which makes the events of February 12th, 2014, all the more astonishing. That morning, a massive sinkhole, 40 feet wide and 30 feet deep, opened inside the museum. And eight of these priceless Corvettes plunged into the pit. So I was in high school when the sinkhole happened, and I remember getting a notification on my phone while I was in class, and I saw afterwards that said that a sinkhole had happened at the National Corvette Museum. That's Mariah Hughes. She works in the museum's marketing department now. Not long after the sinkhole happened, when the museum was open to the public, I actually came to see the sinkhole before they started doing any of the construction. So when you walked into that sky dome, really you could see all of these damaged cars, a very large hole filled with dirt and car parts and flooring and carpet and signs and stanchions. And then all around it, you could see really museum visitors mourning the loss of the Corvettes that fell into the sinkhole. Mourning. I was surprised when Mariah used that word. But then I saw the security cam footage. And, oh my God, it doesn't seem real. It looks like a science fiction movie. Like some kind of low-budget disaster scene. Literally one second they're there, 
and the next they're gone. I can only imagine being a car enthusiast or even just a local and standing over that sinkhole, staring down at these cars' tiny, crushed remains. And remember, these weren't just any Corvettes. People were so distraught because, you know, of the eight cars, several of them were iconic. The 2009 ZR1 Blue Devil. At the time, that was the most expensive Corvette that GM had built to date. It was a Z06 converted to a ZR1 Corvette. We have a 1962 tuxedo black that fell in that was kept in pristine shape that was donated to the museum by one of our members. For Corvette people, these cars didn't just have aesthetic or monetary value. They also held a great deal of sentimental value. So one of the cars that fell in was the one millionth Corvette that came off the assembly line at the Bowling Green assembly plant. And when the one millionth Corvette rolled off the line, it was a huge to-do. You know, Zora Arkis Duntov, the godfather of the Corvette, was there for that moment. Signatures were made on the interior hood of the car of all of the people that helped build the one millionth Corvette. This car had brought the community together to celebrate the Corvette's history and the achievement of making a million of them. Everyone wanted their names on it. And then, boom, gone. These things were the cream of the crop, but it actually wasn't just the Corvettes that were exceptional. It was the sinkhole, too. So the sinkhole that happened here at the museum was probably one of the largest that this area has seen in a very long time. With it being cave country, small sinkholes pop up very frequently, especially if you have a farm and it's agriculture, or you know, you live near a cave, a sinkhole can pop up in your yard. They can be small, they can be big, they can be shallow, they can be deep. It's just one of the things that comes with living in cave country. It turns out sinkholes are fairly common occurrences in this part of Kentucky. And Mariah is no stranger to them. Oh, I grew up on a farm, so there were sinkholes everywhere all the time. You had to watch where you were going on certain parts of the farm, that was for sure. And this isn't just a farmland issue. No matter where you build a building, there's always the possibility of a sinkhole. In fact, certain structures, especially in agriculture within the state, it's required that you have sinkhole insurance. It's just something that we're used to. You do test the ground an X number of feet deep, but at the time, there's no way to guarantee whether or not there's a cave under you. Caves are made of limestone rock, so they're constantly eroding as water runs through in the wet, cold ground here. So what happened was the limestone rock eroded and just couldn't support the weight of everything that was sitting on top of it anymore, and that's what caused the sinkhole here at the museum. 30 feet deep and 40 feet wide. Big enough for eight cars. And of the eight that were swallowed, the folks at the museum managed to restore three of them. But the other five, they never had a chance. They are completely crushed. If you were to take a ball of tinfoil and wad it up and see all the creases and the wrinkles and the damage that a regular sheet of tinfoil is compared to one that's wadded up, that's what those cars would look like. There is still dirt sitting on top of the cars. There's broken glass, the seats that are bent, you know, the metal frame that's bent as well. Two long years later, in 2016, the museum finally invited visitors to explore the sinkhole's impact. They'd filled in most of the hole and rebuilt the floor, but the museum made sure that some of the sinkhole remained visible through transparent areas in the floor. 
There is a very large glass door that you can look down and see a way into the sinkhole in case we ever needed to get down there again. And on the museum's website, there is a virtual tour of what remains of the sinkhole. Corvettes are still made today, still in Bowling Green, Kentucky. These cars were made to speed across the face of the earth, but instead were swallowed by the land itself. And the power that the Corvette was built to represent was nothing compared to the power of the ground beneath its wheels. Thanks to Mariah Hughes for talking with us. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was reported by Matthew Taub. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Matt Hickey, Dylan Thuris, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher.